Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 120. In today's episode, I interview powerlifting legend Travis Mash. Be sure to stick around for the end of the show to hear what Travis believes is the future for U.S. weightlifting, why we all must look within, and what drives him in lifting, life, and as a coach. Alrighty, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the line today, I have Travis Mash. Travis, first question I ask everybody who comes on the show is share with us your health and movement journey up until this point. Um, it's going to be a little bit different than some people, you know, um, since I'm 44, probably older, maybe than some of your listeners. But there was a, a show when I was a kid called The Incredible Hulk, and it was. <laughs> It was um, the dude who played the Incredible Hulk was Lou Frigno. Um, back then, he was like I don't know, Mr. Universe. I think he was like a runner-up in the Mr. Olympia. He was a bodybuilder. But I, you know, as a kid, I didn't realize I was a human being. I thought it was just I don't know what I thought, you know. But I had an uncle tell me, yeah, that's you know Lou Frigno is a guy playing the Incredible Hulk, and I'm like, wait. So you're telling me that that's a human that you know <laughs> if you if you lift weights, you can get big muscles, blah blah blah. But anyway. He's like, yeah, you know, if you lift weights, eat a lot, you can, you know, you can pretty much get bigger. And anyway, so I guess what uh, started the journey was I was intrigued by the fact that, you know, you could um, be that in control of, of your body. That if you do X, you get Y. And so um, when I was 11, I started working out. It was, man, it was a 30-minute drive to get to the gym. But luckily, I had a cousin it was already going. Um, we live way back in the mountains of North Carolina. You know, um, it's a, it was a 30-minute drive down a dirt road to get to where I was from. And uh, it was – so like, we would call that being back in the holler is where we would – that's what we would have said, the, you know, from the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, we can call it Appalachian. But anyway, um, so like the drive was, you know, 30 minutes. I would go work out a few times a week, and I just never stopped. And then, and, um, you know, as I've gotten older, it's been more about, you know, athletic movement than it has really been about, uh, you know, gaining big muscles. I mean, it's cool. We all like to, you know, see our arms get bigger. But, the, you know, for me, it's always been about functional, functionality, about, 
you know, being stronger, moving better, um, you know, being more athletic. And but that's where it started. Then I went to, uh, you know, I did pretty good in football in high school, played at Appalachian State University. And then from there, I went to Olympic Training Center. Um, well, I went to Colorado Springs to work with uh, Wes Barnett, who was a two-time Olympian in weightlifting. So I worked with him, and then about a year and a half later, I was at the Olympic Training Center then with a really good group of guys. And um, was training, you know, I get to get training for the Olympic. But then my dad get uh, sick back in North Carolina. He, had, he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. So I moved back home. Started powerlifting, uh, really started coaching more at that time too, um, and became you know I'm better known for powerlifting. I became a three-time world champion in powerlifting, um, and then now I'm more of coaching and like um, so it's more about athletic performance, weightlifting. That's kind of my thing now, and uh, so I really dig all the aspects. The older I get, the more I dig like just human movement. I think. Um, what intrigues me the most about Olympic weightlifting is just watching people move through space is just intriguing. So, so Travis, one of the questions I'm curious off about that because uh, you have two young boys, right? Yeah. And I, I have one. I have another one on the way too. So I'm curious, like, what do you notice in them? Like, what do you see in them that we could really learn, like, as older individuals and especially people, like, as they're getting older, like, they're still wanting to lift all the weights. But what can we look back on? just the young kids and see to learn. That's funny you say that because, uh, you know, I had a physical yesterday and I was talking to the doc, my this lady is my doctor. You know, I was telling her how important, you know, movement is. It's like, uh, she was talking to me about one of her other patients who's trying to get really big and strong. And, you know, what was happening, he was just, he was moving worse. And so uh, it was causing problems. I said, you know, I was like adding weight to a bar with the movement getting worse is you're better off to do way less weights. <laughs> you know, you're better off to do way less weights, but with proper movement. So it's, you know, like, um, you know, perfect movement as we get older, you know, the goal should be to like, yeah, to continue to move. Like I told her, like my two year old son, you know, <laughs> the way he's, he squats perfectly, you know, he has a, uh, you know, his back is almost vertical. You know, he can set his, but in between his feet and uh, just the way he does everything, you know, the way, you know, like, you know, he's learning handstand progressions because he goes to gymnastics and just the way that he does everything so naturally. It's so funny. I believe that God gives us so many innate abilities to do such perfect movement. And then we mess it up as we grow older, you know, from sitting in front of a computer or, you know, doing so many things, you know, with the anterior versus posterior, like, so, like, the goal is to get back to what, you know, nature gave us in the first place. So. Now, how but. do you see that even working for, like, yourself, for your athletes? Uh, because I think people, like you talked about, like, getting in that proper position is so important, yet we just almost neglect it, especially people getting at higher and higher levels. A lot of times, like, they don't care about anything else. It's just, hey, more weight on the bar rather than, it really sinking down into it properly. Well, man, you know, it's funny you say that too. You know, I'm going to answer it two ways because if you're an athlete, say you play football or soccer or, or softball, like proper movement will go so much further than like getting strong. Uh, you know, I have two examples. I had I two um, Division One linemen. You know, one was unbelievably strong and aggressive and just tough. 
The other one was strong, not that strong, but he moved like a, a ballet dancer. Well, the one who could move well did much better when he got to that next level because he can move. Like when you go to say a high level, you know, sport, like you, you got to be able to move through space perfectly and as quickly as possible without any kind of restrictions. And so he could easily do that. He plays at Duke right now. He's a starting up, you know, offensive lineman at Duke. And uh, the other guy didn't pan out so well, you know, and didn't move as well, you know. So, like, in athleticism or, you know, especially athleticism, movement will always trump strength. But if you take strength paired with proper movement, well, then you have a killer on your hands. You know, like, I have a running back uh, who started as a true freshman at Wake Forest who is strong, explosive, but can literally be a ballet dancer. He can do a full split. You know, he can do, he can, his functional movement is almost perfect. And so he is, like, on a whole different level, you know. Like, he can move, jump, run, change directions. You know, he can just, he can just, take his body and do whatever he wants to with it. So when you put those two together, man, you get the perfect specimen. And so in weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, which is what I coach too, like you can't just have strength. Like it won't work. You know, like if all it took was just being strong, then I would be an Olympian at 44. Cause I'm, you know, when it comes to absolute strength, I'm still as strong as any American weightlifter. However, I can't move like them anymore. And so, so that, it just won't work. So pretty much all I do, like, if they don't have movement, we're not going to add weight. You know, like, I don't, you know, powerlifting, you can get away with, like, just optimal movement. Being able to, you know, squat just barely enough of that, you know, just get low enough and then you want to come up. So you don't have to have perfect, you know, squat movement. But you still want perfect movement, but you don't have to have the extreme um, range of motion. But, um I just don't, I don't do as much of bouncing anymore. But with weightlifting and being an athlete, you want perfect movement paired with awesome strength. And so it's a, it's what makes it intriguing for someone like me too. It's like a chess game, you know. So, for somebody who's maybe uh, really trying to optimize this movement, strength, everything, like where do you think people should start? Because there are so many different programs out there. I mean, there are so many amazing Olympic lifting coaches, powerlifting coaches, gymnastics coaches. I mean. So yeah. on and so forth, but how do you kind of steer somebody if they're trying to figure all this out for themselves? Man, well, you know, if you're starting a kid, I would say definitely go gymnastics route. You know, start there, let them um, understand how the body moves through space, let them, uh, you know, get upside down, let them develop that, you know, the you know overhead stability from doing handstands. That's my son. You know, when he was one, he started gymnastics. And, He's um, done really well with it. So I'm pretty excited because he's getting advanced to a high level already. And it's so funny. At two and a half, it's already started. You know, they're already like, hey, your son's doing great. Can we move him off? <laughs> you know, I, I assumed that that wouldn't come until like high school, but he's two and a half and it's already happened. So it's happened. But so I would start there. But like, let's say that you're an adult, you know, and like you just want to um, maximize your, you know, God-given abilities and your, you know, functional movement, you know, I would, uh, you know, I would start with, you know, man, I would start with just basic movements, like, uh, number one, learn to squat your body, you know, like, that's the key, I think people want to start snatching clean jerking before they can do, like, a, you know, body weight or what crossfitters might call air squats, but, so I would start with, you know, 
Like, just learn to use the body. Like, lunge properly, squat properly, push up properly. I mean, man, let's talk about push up. You know how few people can actually do a proper push up? I mean, like, you go to you go to a CrossFit. You know what? Let's not call it CrossFit because I'm a big, I'm actually a CrossFit fan. But you go to any gym in America and watch people do push ups, and 90% of the people will do, you know, push up incorrectly. You know, the, the you know, lumbar spines will be sagging, or, you know, or the, you know, or quite the opposite, there'll be hip flexion going on and butts way up in the air. Um, but so very few people do that properly. You know, can you do a pull up properly? Like, until you can do the basic, you know, functional movements in life, like, I wouldn't even add a weight in your hand is what I would do. Because with adults, too, like, I don't know why we feel we need to put a, a barbell. And the goal of an adult is to, like, you know, feel better. Like, uh, I wish more coaches would say, when they get an adult client, the goal is to, like, you know, when they leave you, they should be feeling better, which is quite the opposite. You know, a lot of coaches out there, you know, they, they think it's perfect when the when the adult is, like, literally crawling to their car. And that's, you know, that's not what an adult needs, man. An adult, he's got a job and kids, and he needs to be able to go to his kids and, you know, be able to move better and feel better. And so, but I would start with just body weight, basic movement patterns. And when you can do those, a pull-up, a push-up, uh, a squat, a lunge, a lunge in multiple directions. Um, when you can do all those things properly, maybe a, a horizontal body weight row, you can do that stuff. Then start loading it. And if your goal is to go into Olympic weightlifting, I would start with um, uh, a front squat, an overhead squat, and basically just doing the pulls, not necessarily the lifts. And until you can do an overhead squat with you know optimal mobility, uh, and a front squat with optimal you know mobility movement patterns, there's no point in loading. You know, like you know, uh, you know, Olympic lifts are great for movement patterns and like and um, and strength and speed and so they're great but like you're not good if you're loading bad movement patterns you know that's bad that's how you get someone hurt so instead of the time you know if someone's starting when they're 30 they're not going to the olympics so take your time you know what i mean like <laughs> make them feel better so anyway straps what else do you use because you talked there like okay people still have a life outside here but what do you use maybe for yourself for your athletes to just like optimize recovery i mean both in the gym and outside? Man, you know, uh, we have, we're lucky to have some pretty good, you know, sponsors, but like, I tell you, I've paired with this, it's a magnesium company, and I'm not really big on supplements, number one, you know, like, we gotta be super careful with, uh, you know, a supplement company, because uh, if they have contaminated supplements, next thing you know, like, one of our people gets, you know, tested positive, because most of my athletes, are tested on an ongoing random basis, so we gotta be super careful. But there's a company called MG12, you know, they help us with, as far as, a, this is not a plug. I mean, it's not meant to be a plug. But like, um, they give us some great products as far as magnesium, which really helps. A lot of people are, are deficient in magnesium, and uh, they give us some awesome salts, you know, for baths, and so we use those. We use, um, they have some roll-ons, and we use some, they also have cream, so we actually use the socks for the bats, use the lawns for the joints that are aching, and then we cover it with a, you know, with a, like a salve, uh, all magnesium. And so it's really helped, you know, like I really, I'm going to be honest, like I'm not the expert in magnesium, other than the fact that I already knew that we were deficient. 
uh, we nurse, less inflammation, less joint pain. But besides that, we have a physical therapy doctor, Dr. John Davidson, who works on our guys. So we're lucky to have that. We have um, Coach Maximus, who does our body tempering. Uh, he comes and he's got all the body. You know, are you familiar with body tempering? Um, my friend Donnie Thompson is the one who kind of came up yeah, with it. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we do a lot of the body tempering. And then we have uh, my long-term guy, Dr. Gray, who's our chiropractor. Um, and he is the he is the man. But she's, I mean, he's my go-to dude because like, literally when I was an athlete, like I would fly, wherever I would go, I would fly in because I wasn't going to compete without it. So, and we just happened, he happens to be right here in Winston. So, so I would say that that's kind of our team and some of the things we do. As far as nutrition, most of my athletes, I'm going to say most, not all of them. I have a lot of young 18 to 20 year olds and that group is tough. They're tough. <laughs> but most of my athletes are really good with their nutrition. Um, you know, we, we have our own personal staff that helps the athletes with their nutrition. So when it comes to recovery, like if you're, if you're not really watching your nutrition and, and your sleep patterns, really then all the other stuff, you're wasting time. Because if you don't do those two, it doesn't matter what you do. Because if you're not recovering in sleep, you're not getting your sleep, you know, there's a problem right there. So we really focus on sleep and then uh, nutrition. Then it goes magnesium, physical therapy, chiropractic, body temperature. So it's a lot. I mean, it's quite a bit. Trust, one of the things I've heard you talk about before is just culture, too. Uh, yeah. And if you wouldn't mind expanding upon that, and, and I want to give everybody like a preface, like, okay, this is like in the weight room, in the in the gym maybe, but like everybody needs to be around that culture that's going to probably provide them uh, what it is that they're looking for. But why is yeah. that such a big deal for you guys? Man, like, it's so funny because it's an ongoing process because, you know, like uh, as soon as you think your culture is perfected, something happens. And so that's what the coaches to keep that like under control. But like uh, for us, you know, like you were a gym you know, filled with people who are trying to become the best at what they do, whether it's an athlete, uh, whether it's a weightlifter or a powerlifter, there's nobody in our gym that's trying to be average. And so, uh, you know, if, if someone, if somebody that just wanted to be like, okay, were to come in and train with those dudes, like they wouldn't like it, you know? Was it, you know, those dudes would just eat them alive, so they wouldn't bother them. But it would bother the person that's just trying to like lift for fun. Like they would be like, "Wait, these people are not like me. They have the same goals." But you know, when you when you put someone like you know, uh, like Jackie Bigger with December Garcia, and they're both right around that same weight class, and they're both at that very high level every single day. You know, like uh, you know, Jackie is good. She's really good at work capacity. December is really good at movement and, um, you know, you know, being, she can really tune the mind into bigger weights. So they really push each other at two totally different things in a very positive way. The key is the key though, is this, is that when you have the group of killers together, like you got to keep on top of like, you know, putting out any kind of little fires early, you know, it's just part of coaching, but you know, you put a lot of a type personalities that are mostly, I mean, two things, Weightlifting is an individual sport. We can have teams all we want, but at the end of the day, it won't be national performance going to the Olympics. It will be December or Jackie or Nathan. It will be individuals. So, you know, when you got a lot of A types all wanting to go to that top level, you got to make sure you keep things under control. You know, it's a constant learning process. You know, we have, I think we're the only, maybe you could say Cal Smith, but as far as like the Team Shot America, we have 
you know, the biggest group that trains together. You know, like um, there's uh, East Coast Gold, none of them train together. They're, they're a team, and uh, I think, you know, they're, they're, their coach sends them programs, but none of them train in the same gym. So when it comes to, like, people training together, we have the biggest group. So it's, it's a lot to work with and take care of and to to monitor that they stay, at, you know, positive and they're not, like, getting mad at each other, but, you know, but every single day they're battling each other. They're, you know, they're raising each other. One person, maybe they're tired that day. So someone else says, come on, step it up. And so when you're in that group, man, like, uh, gosh, John Wellborn said the best. It's like, it's about opportunities. Like you walk into my gym and maybe prior to walking into my gym, you thought like a 300 snatch was a big deal. Or you thought that a 400 clean jerk seemed so crazy. We see it every single day at my gym. There's not a day goes by you don't see those things in my gym. And so then it becomes your opportunities become much higher. Or what you believe is reality. Your paradigm just got shifted. You know, your view of reality just got altered the moment you walk into my gym, you know. And uh, if you're the strongest person at your gym, I definitely challenge you to maybe look for somewhere where you're not the strongest so you continue to see, you know, a different possibility or a different view of reality. You go to our gym, your view of reality is going to get shocked quickly. It's like, it's obviously not what you thought because people, you know, I have a 13 year old kid who squats 450, you know, uh, easily with perfect form. Super <laughs> and so, like, you get that culture, it's just like every single day something amazing can happen. It really makes my job fun because I never know going to the gym what might happen today. So, I think that's a fun part, a really cool part that you say. Is like you don't know what's going to happen that day because you know what mm -hmm. an athlete might hit five kilo PR like something just massive right. and right. all of a sudden everybody else around them just saw that too like they all know yeah. it's like all right I got to step my game up now too <laughs> yeah something's got to go down today yeah so it, it happens too man it's like uh, God there's not enough books I don't know if there's a book written but like it's a chain reaction if on a uh, today's a big day it's Friday so call it Max Out Friday. Like, if a couple people hit big lifts early, I promise you that day, a lot of people will hit big lifts. And it's just like, it catches. However, if early on, a couple people are struggling, or aching, then it's a chain reaction the opposite way. And so, like, uh, it's amazing what happens on some Fridays where it gets started out on the right foot. It just seems like, you know, it's like, it's like throwing a match into a fireworks store. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. Everyone's just exploding it's awesome now i'm thinking about that like way to maybe do that like you do you know like if somebody always performing at their best like you have somebody who's always doing that and this might be your gym or somebody else but i think the way to do it have them always going first like make sure they're always setting that tone <laughs> but there's nobody who's always killing it. you know like everyone has different uh inconsistencies. you know everyone has different biorhythms so it's whoever is on fire that day. You know, think about it. Imagine that there are, see, so you have Jackie, December, Tom, uh, Nathan, uh, you've got Matt, um, you've got Morgan. I mean, all these people are, I'm, I'm just mentioning, are potential international team members all in the same gym. So you don't know on what day one of them is going to step up and hit Sonic Monsters. You just don't know, you know, like, and so this hopes the right person that day. Because you don't I don't have anybody in my gym who always sucks. It was all everyone's very positive and all you know, so I don't have that person who I definitely don't want to go first. 
but I don't have that person who I guarantee you want to go fifth either. You know, like um, because just don't know what day it is. Like you know, Nathan could easily come in and clean and jerk two hundred ten kilos. You just never know when that's going to happen. You know, or he might come in and struggle two hundred. It's just the the integrate system is a crazy thing, man. And uh, the body's biorhythms, whether you're male or female, you know, uh, they 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 are they're awful on a daily basis, just like any other. So. Travis, I'm curious, how, at least maybe for yourself, when you were back in absolute peak of your powerlifting days, how did you get your mind right then, like coming into uh, the gym every day? Uh, man, you know what? It's funny to say that. Like, I look back at that person and, like, I can barely relate with them. But, like, I just, I was a dude that was so bent on being the best, like, you know, I, you know I'm amazed I still have friends because I was so focused on one task. <laughs> And, um, you know, like, I I remember skipping out on, like, I had a girlfriend, and I literally skipped her dad's funeral because I had a competition, you know? And, like, I'm not, anyone listening, that's not cool. I'm not telling you, dude, that was wrong. But, like, I was so focused, and, like, every single day, you know, I came in to, you know, to do something more than the day before. You know, man, let me tell you, I would never coach my people the way I trained. Like, let me tell you what my training program was. At the beginning of a 12-week program, I would write down 100 different goals I wanted to break, you know, throughout that 12-week, 100. And I knew that if I broke at least 70 of those goals, nobody in the world could beat me. That was my program. And so every single day, like, I would do, like, a West Side-ish type workout, but West Side would, you know, like a dynamic day with, ultimately turning to a max every day. And max every day would stay a max every day. So I was going heavy every single day. And um, I'm just thank God that my mom and dad gave me the genetics not to get hurt. Like I never received my first uh, injury until I was well into my 30s. And so in training like that, I can't believe I didn't get hurt way sooner. But um, so like I was so driven. Like I remember sleeping at night like where my fist, I would just, I also find myself laying in my bed with my fists clenched out of just like sheer just anger at the world. I had no idea what it was the problem, but like I wanted so badly to dominate everybody in the sport. And um, man, like I would watch a video of Chuck Vogelpool was my biggest competitor, who's a, a legend from Westside Barbell. But um, I would watch a video of him doing whatever it was, and guarantee the next day, no matter what I was planning on doing, I was doing that plus some and putting my own video up just so he could see it. And it became like a, that rivalry became not safe. It was, we were not friendly in the back. And so, uh, so yeah, does that answer your question? Like every single day was a day I walked in to get closer to becoming the best athlete in the entire world. And so the best strength athlete every single day. Like I wanted to take a step forward, you know, and uh, only a few days in reality, did I go backwards? You know, like it was, you know, I just had really, really good genetics. And because I didn't do anything wisely, like um, I was crazy. And so I would never have my athletes train like that. But uh, I had a good mom and dad, I guess, or I would have been, I would have broken my back, I'm sure. Sure. Bring it more present then. Like, what are the maybe the two most important things you've learned in the last two years? Uh, as far as training goes? Oh, man. Like, I've learned a lot. Like, uh, you know, the importance of frequency, um, the importance of, you know, like, 
easily like uh, the conjugate method, meaning we, you know, we change things up. You know, like Westside Barbell is always talking about conjugate, but they might, their conjugate might be literally changing the barbell, you know, or changing like um, using bands and chains. I, I still like bands and chains sometimes for squatting, but like uh, being able to, you know, frequency um, doing conjugate, but knowing how important specificity is too. So it's definitely an altered, you know, it's a little bit altered from, you know, what a barbell program because especially in weightlifting, weightlifting is more like basketball. Like, you know, you can't throw a football and get better at playing basketball. You got to shoot basketball every day. And so, uh, you know, learning to to uh, weigh that intensity too, you know, or load. A lot of people, I just, I found out intensity, they don't know what, you know, necessarily always know what I'm talking about. But intensity, I'm, when, I, when I'm talking about intensity, I'm talking about the load, the amount of weight you're using. So being able to squat more frequently, snatch more frequently, you know, more frequently, clean jerk, or, you know, for sport is weight, power, you know, benching, deadlift more frequently without getting that beat down in the joints. Cause that's, you know, you know, that'll come too. So it's, uh, you know, I wrote two books, the two Spider Day books, um, one and two, and, uh, I still am big on frequency, but I definitely would probably, you know, the, you know, the older I get, the more I feel like I'm fine tuning that. You know, um, we would still squat maybe five times a week, four to five times a week. But, you know, one of those days is going to be super easy. It's more of a recovery squat. You know what I mean? So um, so learning how to put, to answer your question in a simple manner, learning how to use frequency, intensity, and specificity, and the conjugate method all at the same time, you know, and how to program that and all go together. Like, you don't have to do – some people are all about being specific. People, some people are all about, you know, conjugate. But the, the, you got to marry the two, I think, to get a perfect workout is what I found. And there's no way that's going to be easy, it sounds like. That no. <laughs> no it's, an, it's an ongoing process. You know, like, uh, I will say this. I feel like, you know, we've gotten better. You know, every single year gets better. I think we just um, – recently had the best result we took december garcia who uh who's a she's a veteran and she's not a new anyone can get like if, if, let's say that you've never done weightlifting if i coached you for two years you would set massive prs because of course you did i thought you had to lift and you know it's easy it's strong but like you know december was you know a veteran and already pretty darn good one of the she's top 10 in the country at um 63 kilos but like in one 12-week cycle Training cycle, she uh, went from 189 to 200 kilo total. So it was 11 kilo improvement, which is a massive improvement. Uh, you know, what is that? It's more than, uh, it's, a, it's like a 10% improvement. Let's see, 10 on two. That was like a 6% improvement on our entire total over 12 weeks. And the venture level is, is really big. Really, it should have been much higher. She should have released total 205. And she hit the lifts, but she got to press out. Uh, she caught the snatch and just bobble. I mean, it was there. She could have done much more. But my point being, I feel like we're getting closer and closer and closer to you know perfecting it. Um, we already tweaked it a little bit more, and then now we're getting some people ready for this meet in September, which is the last chance to qualify for Worlds. And our results have been even better so far. So I'm excited to see what happens. You know, it's just getting better. Like you know, like um, you know, for example, like females you probably don't want you know when you uh, a lot of people will you know coach a female the way they would a male like uh, i mean the last four weeks is more of a you know 
absolute strength. Let's, you know, we're only going to squat, you know, singles or triples, and, you know, we're going to go clean jerk snatching all the time. But that phase, you know, for guys, you feel great and it's no problem. But for a girl, we'll beat them up worse than a very high volume, you know, phase. High volume is, is not as hard on the joints because it's less of a load. Anyway, like, uh, we just discovered that we kept, we continue to keep uh, the volume on the squat at higher, and maybe we only go heavy, like absolute, you know, worrying about absolute strength, like once a week. And so the girls have felt much better, and they continue, you know, they're peaking for the meets at a much better, you know, result with a much better result. So, so yeah, we learned so much, man. So yeah, you talked about worlds coming up. Like, what is? And I don't know how to ask this, maybe just specifically to weightlifting or strength athletics in general. Like, what do you think that the U.S. could learn from the rest of the world? And what could the rest of the world learn from the U.S.? I think the U.S. has tried their best to learn from the rest of the world. And, I, you know, I'm talking about weightlifting specifically right now. But I think it's time that the U.S. looks within their own country and sees, like, let's think about this. When the Olympics in general, if you think weightlifting, you think America sucks. But when you look at the Olympics, we dominate. Like, you look at the number of medals. Yeah, we're not huge even yeah. yeah. China, China is way bigger than us, you know? Uh, so it's not having to do with the size of us. But we, we whip their tail in Brazil. So, like, maybe it's time that we look to our own exercise scientists for a little bit. We continue, dude, like, it has nothing to do with what's China doing. What's Bulgaria doing? What's Russia doing? We've done that. We've been there. People, uh, what is it? The dude um, is a guy, Bud Charnigan. Uh, he's taking all the Russian manuscripts, translating them to English. We've all read them. We've been there. We've done that. We we had Dragomir, who was a, a bronze medalist. He was a coach, and we did pretty good under him. We've had, um, you know, uh, what's his, I'm just, I'm blanking out, but. Uh, the little guy Zygmunt, was the Polish gold medalist. He was a he's been one of our coaches. Now we brought in Piers Demas. Do you see the pattern we're repeating? And each time we sucked. So maybe it's time to alter that pattern and look flip within and say, wow, the certain division coaches in America are forming the best basketball players, baseball players, uh, sprint, you know, track and field, swimming. We're dominating, you know. So maybe it's time to look at our own research, take our own coaches, and like, let's try that route. Just something new, man. I mean, like, I don't know. But all I know is this, is that, you know, to continue to do the same thing and expect a different result is insane. So, like, let's just try looking with him. This, this is my point. I love Pierce Jameson. He's my favorite lifter of all time. So I'm not hating on him. Keep him around just because he's cool. But, but maybe let's, let's um, you know, look within our own you know, exercise scientists, our own exercise science, and and see if we can figure something a little bit better. Because those dudes, as you know, well know, they've done well because they've used, you know, we all know they, they use steroids. They, they cheat. I mean, Russia, darn near got kicked out of the Olympics forever, you know? So, like, why continue to go to Russia? It's a different deal. It's different. You know, if we're able to use drugs, then maybe let's go talk to Russia and you know, we'll take steroids too. But like, if we're wanting a cleaner, and I believe we don't have to do that. I totally believe. Look at uh, CJ Cummins is dominating the world. You know, our 17-year-old phenom. Harrison Moore, 17-year-old phenom. Gold medalist, gold medalist, world record holders. So like, I think we have the athletes, but we need to go find them. 
I don't think it has anything to do with the rest of the world. I think we know how to teach everything. Uh, it's easy just to go on hook grip and see the athletes move the same as other athletes. So that's, you know, athletes are picky and they're getting stronger. But uh, it's finding those dominant athletes. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, our best athletes go to football and our best athletes go to basketball. Well, let me just tell you, the prototype for weightlifting is, is like 5'9 and down. <laughs> How many 5'9 and down NBA or NFL guys do you know? You know? So that's not true. You just got to go out there and find them. I love that. Just look within because I think yeah. that, that's an excellent point because we're always trying to look what else is out there. What else can we do? But we have, we have, we've been there. We know, we we got it. You know, we know what Russia does. We know what Bulgaria does. There's no magic, bro. They don't have any magic. They have magic pills, but they don't have any magic program. You know, like so we've been there, done that. Let's let's find our greatest athletes and use our best extra scientists within our country. I never thought, I don't think that was the answer I was expecting at all. Like, I'm not sure what yeah. I was doing, but that just kind of blew my mind because that to, for people to understand that, I don't think, I think that's going to take a while to set in. Like, that's a the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Oh, man. So, Travis, what are you geeking on, out on right now? Like, what are you just, like, diving into, just really trying to learn more about? Well, you know, I just, uh, hypertrophy has been like kind of my thing lately, you know, like, um, I just, like, here's what I normally geek out on, whatever I'm writing a book on, you know, <laughs> so, like, I just, you know, I wrote a, I wrote a book on hypertrophy, and so I really got to understand it better, you know, understanding that, you know, the mechanisms of hypertrophy, you know, realizing there's not a ton of research out there, but, you know, finding the best sources, and, yeah, so I really, you know, I really dig, um, you know, that right now, but like it'll be, you know, I really, we did a, a book on on uh, how to get into the zone, it's the performance zone it's called, so I really got to look into sports psychology was, you know, before that, and so, so as far as what, I, what I'm geeking out on, my next books, you know, like I'm starting to work on, um, you know, on more of an athletic performance book, so I'm, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find some good data on how we can improve, like, athletic performance, meaning strengthening in America. So, the, uh, yeah, so like it's really research papers more than say books. It's kind of, my life is kind of boring. Alberta was kind of cool though, you know, seeing, you know, like uh, blood flow restriction. I don't know, that's, I really, if you want to know geek out, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, the fact that I can use, you know, 30% of the load and get similar results as far as, you know, the size of my muscle. I tell you, you can geek out on though, is uh, go to andygalpin.com and Dr. Andy Galpin. And you can geek out for days because that dude, number one, is going to tell you that we don't know anything. And number two, is going to tell you, here's what we're getting close on now. It's going to blow your mind on genetics, on like the fact that we're getting close to being able to go within, you know, you know, in someone and certain genetics on and off. You know what that means? Bro, that means I can go inside you and cut off your, you know, genetics for cancer or heart disease. Or I can go and turn on your genetics for it to get faster, or have better endurance. It's crazy. That blows me away. So, uh, uh, you know, Andy was like, it's too so cool when we're together because, you know, he's, you know, in the research and I'm like, you know, in the, I'm in like basically, you know, with, deep within the uh, trenches. And so we come together and the fact that I respect, you know, research and um, somewhat. I you know, pride myself in being an exercise scientist. 
So the, when we get together, and he he respects weightlifting and athletic performance, and so when we get together, some cool stuff happens. Yeah, I just talked to him a few weeks ago, and I was just there, like just jaw dropped, just like listening to him. Just yeah. everything he's going into was absolutely incredible. And I mean, just some of the stuff like he talk, he makes it so simple though. Like he'll take, yeah. like he'll start at this like thirty thousand feet view, just like take you all the way down, and he can bring you back up, and you're like. Oh, that's easy. Bro. <laughs> Bro, I tell you this. This is good wisdom for all your listeners. Is that if someone is truly, truly smart, they can make the most complicated things seem simple. My friend, when I was at Little Train Center, uh, there's a guy, uh, his name is Bob, friend of me. And, uh, you know, I'm from the mountains of North Carolina. Yeah, I was educated. I went to Appalachian State. But, like, uh, that dude is so smart. Studied Oxford, Harvard. Like, uh, you get, uh, you've heard people with photographic memories. You can literally remember over 85% of everything he's ever read. And he can even tell you the, what the paragraph and detail look like. You know, like, insane, what page, what paragraph, how it looks. Anyway, but he explained one night we were, uh, <laughs> we were at a bar. Sorry, but, you know, typical day. <laughs> you know, but we were at a bar and we were just having, some beers together and that dude explained quantum physics to me in the most simple way on a napkin while we're drinking course light in in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And like so my point being if someone is super smart, they can make the most complicated thing seem simple. Absolutely true. There's yeah. there's nothing else to add to that. It's just, it's just that's the no. way it is. Yeah, that dude explained like time. Like uh, and how possibly it could be time travel, and then within time travel, how there could be a fourth dimension, and how within that fourth dimension is how God could, you know, exist, and how God could be omnipresent. It was, bro. Remember, I'm drinking Cor's life at a bar, and he's explaining this, and it really totally made sense when he did it. I could, I mean, I could still draw it on a napkin and explain it to you. It's like take time is a, you know, it's pretty much a linear line, but if that line were to somehow get folded. Well, now the beginning and the end become at the same point. Anyway, that makes sense. Take us so. a belt. When you take a belt and take it and you stretch it out straight, you know there's one. You know you got the the buckle in and the, you got the you know the other side. But when you fold them, now they're at the same points. Anyway, crazy, crazy. <laughs> talk to him. Talk to him. So, Travis, one of the things I'm really into uh, myself is strongman. So I'm curious, yeah. what are I mean. You're talking about athletic performance, and that's where you really research. And like, what do you see as being able to blend that in with weightlifting, the powerlifting, the gymnastics? Uh, just really overall thoughts on it for us. Well, man, you know, with strongman, like uh, you guys have got to be able to move. You got to bend up, you know, pick up rocks. I mean, like, you know, stand up without hurting yourself. It's a movement. Forth. Absolute strength is important, but also, you know, certain endurance. It's almost like you guys are darn near doing like a very heavy version of a CrossFit. You know, like, you know, like some of those things are like, you know, some Metcons, you know, when, <coughs> excuse me, like, there's you might do where you, you do like a walk and then, a, you know, yoke carry and then, then you, you know, follow that up with something else. I mean, so it, it, it would be interesting to um, program, you know, for, you know, a, a strongman, which I do, I have two that I program for online. And so, you know, like what I would do if I were, you know, a strongman when I was, you know, the furthest away from the competition, 
I would, uh, you know, obviously focus on, you know, just general strength. And I would focus on some uh, just straight cardiovascular. Number one, because, I, you know, like uh, you could recover from it. And, like, the funny thing is that, the, you know, cardiovascular doesn't really interfere that much. Done properly. I'm talking about, like, you know, 30, 40 minutes of, you know, rowing or, you know, jogging at 75% of your heart rate. So it's not like anything taxing. But, like, uh, you know, there's any, uh, literally your heart, you know, build new capillaries. So there's more blood flow, more recovery, more oxygen throughout the line. So I would do that as far away from competition as possible. And then, uh, you know, when you're like 16 weeks out, start to practice, uh, you know, the implements uh, one day a week. But I would still, do, you know, strength endurance is super important. So, uh, you know, with, in my, it should work, you know, I mean, absolute strength is important, but, you know, it seems like, you know, you guys blend, you know, strength endurance with absolute strength. So there's going to be elements of that. I would probably do like, um, for example, if I were doing like a clean and press, I would do work up to like a one one rep max. Then I would do down sets and end with uh, as many reps as possible. You know, maybe drop, you know, I'm just not, you know, the I what is, but you definitely want all these different elements. And like work capacity, you know, you should be doing, you know, aspects of that all the time because the with you guys, because it's over, a lot of times it's, you know, uh, especially the world stars over several days. Like, you got to have an amazing amount of work capacity. And the person who's got more of that is going to be the winner at the end of the day. So I would I would have prowler, sled drag, stuff that you can't always crush yourself with, like, uh, those load band things, like, you know, say yoke walks. But you could do prowler all the time. You could do, you know, uh, carries in your hand all the time. You could do, uh, you know, like, Zercher carries, you know, um, sandbag carries. Anything where it's, like, low eccentric uh, low load bearing, you can you can you know beat yourself almost every day and be able to recover from. So I would really that would definitely be an element. It's a lot of stuff I just said, but you know, um, yeah, it's funny. I just came this morning talking about I'm trying to everyone's trying to, but I'm trying to write the perfect CrossFit workout. But so I've expressed in my mind all the elements, but, but with Sami, I would definitely you know work. I would do acid strength with strength endurance with work capacity almost every day. So I think because blended probably you can recover from that. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was just going to ask you because this just popped into my head. Like people talk about like, <laughs> overtraining, this and that. Like, but I feel like our body has such an unbelievable ability to adapt to just right. continue to grow. Like, what are your thoughts, even maybe like on overtraining and just the limits of the physical body? Like, really, where can we take some of these lifts? Uh, either with the lighter weights, the heavy weights, like weightlifting, powerlifting, strongman, whatever it is. Like, what do you see out right. there in, in maybe the near future? Um, where I think we take our limits, man. You know, with these new seventeen-year-olds, like, you know, and I have, you know, I have a thirteen-year-old Morgan McCulloch. Like, I don't know where this kid can go. I'm be honest. I think none of us can. You're a liar if you say you know because they're outliers. You know, no one's ever seen the likes of C.J. Cummings or Harrison Morris or Morgan McCulloch. Like. I've never coached a 13-year-old who could squat 205. He uh, over eight pounds. I don't 13 screens in that way. Nobody can tell me that they know what to do. You know, because that's like saying, you know, it's like saying all of a sudden there's a car that runs down now and you can tell me you know how to work on it. It's, you know, no, you don't because it's never been, you know. And so, um, you know, like, I don't know where it can go. I know that cars, 
more and more people are coming to know the barbell. You know, I think more and more of our unbelievable athletes like our Michael Jordans, like our Barry Sanders, these diesels, you know, more and more people like that will be coming to the certain world. I think in America, we, you know, if, you know, we've, because we have good nutrition, because we, you know, have, you know, places where people can train safely and, and recover and take care of themselves. I think you're going to see some crazy stuff in this, in this, Strong man, power the damn world. I think we always look at power to a new man, like you know Ray Williams, like you know those dudes are just squatting, you know raw of a thousand pounds. Like ten, you know, ten years ago, that would no one would have believed that would happen. You know, I remember the first dude to ever squat eleven hundred, but that was a suit. These dudes are inching towards that raw, you know, and it's just I never would have guessed that was possible. I mean, I thought seeing the eleven hundred pound squat was amazing, and so. Uh, in, a, in a suit, and so was, that was Steve Goggins. But like these dudes, you know, I don't know. I don't think any of us know now what limits are. Everything we thought, everything I thought ten years ago just got shot, you know, to hell. And so like, uh, I think, uh, I think, here's what I think. I know this. I know there's three outliers out there. I know there's Morgan, CJ, Harrison. I think the the weight that they're gonna live in weight with me. I think it's going to be world record levels and they're going to be drug free. And I think that will open the world to like, yes, it can be done. So, you know, I think Morgan, we predicted, I'm not, I shouldn't we predicted that Morgan before he's, you know, before he turns 17 will snatch 160 kilos and clean jerk 200, which is 440. So we think he's going to snatch 72 and clean jerk 440 before he turns 17. So, um, those are massive. So that's where, so if he's doing that, so if he's doing that when he's 16 years old, you can do the math and what we think is going to happen when he's 20. Like, uh, you know, we're thinking, you know, snatching near 200, clean jerking 250, like, it's just ridiculous. And I never thought I'd be saying that. And I'm sure there's going to be people that listen to this and it's going to be like, yeah, no way. Or, you know, I get you saying it. So I totally understand. If someone says no way, I totally understand because you've never seen it before in America. But I'm just seeing, I'm just telling you what I see every single day. I'm seeing what Morgan is doing at 13. I'm seeing what CJ, but CJ coming, who knows, man. I tell you this, he's going to lift more weight than anybody in America that's ever lifted. So uh, I think it was CJ, who knows? He's clean jerky, you know, he's inching on that 190, you know, which is 418, weighing 69 kilos. So, like, I mean, imagine when he, like, you know, actually hits, uh, you know, puberty. <laughs> Like, you know, and, like, gets his man muscles, and I don't know. Like, he could easily, you know, clean you know, at 77 kilos. The next week class up, he could be clean, you know, 210 or more. It's at world level. It's crazy. It's insane. It's about that. But Kyle's going to be the same way, and I think Strong Man would be the same. I think we need to start, like, uh, getting more people in America pumped about Strong Man. You know, it's so crazy because, you know, like, there's – not as many places to do it is the problem, you know. So, like, a strong man as a federation probably needs to get together and, like, figure out how they can build more gyms that are more strong man friendly. Like we're just now starting to become that. We have um, we have one strong man, uh, Sean Coffey, who trains at our gym. We did have Dan Ronan, uh, who's still on our team. But we have Yokes, and we have um, Axel Bars, and we have some, some Stones, and uh, we're just trying to add to the implements. And so, uh, but we're going to have to figure out how to have that more readily available. It's a cool sport. I definitely did. I was friends with Mario Spruzianski back in the day. Like, 
you know, seeing that that freak of a man like you. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I'll give you some ideas of what I think will happen, but like you can wait with me. Keep your eye out on those two boys and you're gonna see some craziness. Alright, I, I gotta ask you now, what set Marius apart? What was that like one thing that just made him better than everybody else? Bro, it's always gonna be the same thing. It's always his ability to overcome any kind of doubt in his mind. If you've ever been around him, like he's crazy. Like uh, like you know, you, you'll never see a sane person do something extraordinary. You know what I mean? Like when I was at my peak in powerlifting, I was certifiably insane. No doubt. Guaranteed, I was easily diagnosable at like, you can either say I was manic, depressed, or, or just manic all the time. Just crazy. Like, you just are fearless. I remember at times when like, there was a world record, you know, you know squat in the bar. Like, uh, the first time I squatted over a thousand, and like, the thought that, that maybe I might die is what was exciting. Like, it didn't scare me. It's like, yeah, now. I mean, like, I can't lie. That's not normal. It's not. You know, I wouldn't want. I don't. I don't want my son to ever think like that. And so, like, uh, so what set Mark apart is like, you know, his his desire to be the best showman in the world, and his, you know, willingness to like put his body on the line. He cared less about you know getting hurt, and he just you know like um, an extraordinary feat didn't scare him, but excited him, and like, you know, he wasn't afraid. Of, you know. A big thing of this is like, let me simplify it. You know, some people say they go into an event, strongman, or they go into, you know, smash the clean jerky, or they go to squat, and their biggest thing they're thinking is don't miss this, or don't mess up, or, or don't fail. Whereas a champion like Marius, or the way I thought, was like, I'm about to crush this. You know what I mean? It's a big, it's simple, it's just, but it's a huge difference. When people go out there to make the lift instead of going out there to not miss it, is the biggest separator in good and great, right there. So you know, ask yourself, what are you thinking before you go to lift? And if you're thinking don't miss, you need a sports psychologist and flip the switch on that one. You should be like, I never went out not to miss. I went out to destroy, to crush. To, you know, I just wanted to like, you know, feel that massive weight. You know, just like, let's go. I don't know. There you have it. <laughs> Strokes. Bring this to a close here. One of the last questions I always ask people is, who would you want to hear on this podcast? But having a podcast for yourself there, who is somebody you haven't had on that you just really want to have on? And what is it that you want to either just hear them talk about or like what would you specifically ask them? I mean, I love, uh, you know, like Charles Fulgan is a, you know, I followed him like when I was young and, and I was still an athlete. So I like to see like, uh, how has he changed or has he stayed the same? I know a lot of things that people are talking about now he talked about years ago. Also, know things that people are talking about now are different than what he talked about. So I'll let you know what you learned, you know, and changed a lot, what have you changed. Um, you know, like, who else? It's funny, we were just talking about some people I like to have on, but, um, ah, there's a, it's funny, there's a girl on, uh, here's one, there's an Instagram handle it's d1 to doctor is her name it's d1 to to doctor and she was a division one basketball player and now she's in med school so i let you know how uh it's really positive stuff she writes and stuff but like um i let you know like what she applied you know that she you know what did she 
you know, the stuff that drove, drove her to become a Division One basketball player, you know, does she use those same, you know, principles, goal setting, blah, 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 to do med school? I'm just curious how they overlap. Because um, I remember some of the best people I played football with, like if you were to go into a football meeting with them, they were so smart. They knew their playbook up one side and down the other. And like they can answer any question. Their classroom sucked, so they didn't, it didn't cross over. But I always wondered, I was like, man, if that dude, you know, applied you know, his study habits to his classroom, he would be a doctor. Is what I used to think when I was in college. And so now this girl, girl D1, the doctor, she's doing it. So I'm curious. To, I'd like to talk to her. So. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Travis, in closing, hey, where can everybody find out more about you, everything that you have available? Just please share it. You can just go to masterleague.com and pretty much everything's there. Instagram is Masterleague Performance. Um, and so is uh, Facebook. So Excellent. that's it. Excellent. All right. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach, and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free, so thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others, so thank you.